abundance rewiring that you're doing. Can you tell me what the hell is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. What does it do to us? <laughs> okay, so basically, so abundance rewiring, like hypnosis is amazing. But I feel like hypnosis doesn't really um, give you the fast results that you want. Like I work with a lot of women who have ADHD, they're high achievers, they're very driven by, they're driven by achieving and performing the high performers, right? So like sometimes when you go for hypnosis, it's like, okay, I've done the inner child work, I've done all that trauma work, what next? Mm -hmm. So what abundance rewiring is, is like, is a combination of timeline therapy, corporate ono, NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy, mental emotional release. I'm going to pretend like I know what that means. <laughs> okay. So yeah, neuro-linguistic programming is like when you find out the meaning of like a memory and then you just change the meaning. Cognitive behavioral therapy focuses more on the habit and breaking the habit than focusing on the beliefs. Timeline therapy is similar to hypnosis, but you're just removing memories, bad memories from your timeline in your past. Hope Upper Ono is about the energy, the energy work. So, you know, when you do EFT tapping um, or like when you're changing your energy field, like quantum, quantum healing, that's more to do with that. And uh, mental emotional release is about removing the feeling, the suppressed emotions that you held with the memories or bad memories. So basically I combined all of that together. And what I did is I, I created abundance rewiring. I was like, this is going to be the best formula. And I tested it. I've tested this formula on like 300 people now. Wow. And it's worked every single time. Yeah, They're people. all alive and living. All alive and living. And they live in their best lives as well. Yeah, they have moments where they have downfalls, mm -hmm. but they don't go back to the point where they hit rock bottom. That's the key. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've worked with people who just had hypnosis, but they still hit rock bottom and they don't want to go back to that place. Mm -hmm. So what I do with in abundance rewiring is, number one, I remove the disempowering belief in your subconscious mind. So I take it out like it's a weed. Okay, and then and then I I install a more powerful belief. So for example, if you if the belief is I'm not good enough, then I install I install the belief that you are good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Then the second step is I get you to cleanse your energy. Now what happens is this is the reason why hypnosis. This is why sometimes people fall back into bad habits because if you need to clear your energy, what happens is when your subconscious mind has the disempowering belief it, it uh, releases toxic energy around it. it's like fumes you know like mm -hmm. you know like if something was polluting your mind you're gonna have yeah. fumes around it right what happens is those fumes get um, stagnant in your womb mm -hmm. for women especially it's, it's gets um it gets stored in your womb and then when you release this empowering belief those um that end that toxic waste in your energy will re-trigger your subconscious mind to go back to sabotage yourself wow. so i get to I, I do some womb therapy on my clients and i clear the shame it's literally shame that comes up so for me mine was i was ashamed to want to have money mm -hmm. so if i'm ashamed to have money i'm going to go back to my old sabotaging ways right mm -hmm. so i cleanse the womb i cleanse the energy and then the third step is I connect you to your future self. Now, this is the most beautiful part of abundance rewiring. It's like I reunite you together with your child, your present self, and your future self. And you become one big family, and you all to go together on your journey together. And it's such a beautiful experience. All my clients have gone through it. They're just like, oh, my God, I can, I can see my dreams. I can taste it. I can mm -hmm. feel it even more now, right? Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Omni Channel Podcast. 
a podcast from digital marketers to digital marketers. I'm your host, Dominique Legrand, and my mission is to help fellow marketers and entrepreneurs to grow their businesses online. So buckle up and let's get started. So I'm super happy you're here, honestly. And I think the first question, what I wanted to ask you before we get into the meat and potatoes of the subject. Yeah, <laughs> right. Is, is uh, like, how did you, like, what I talk with, walk me through your origin story. Like, how did you get where you are now? And, and we can talk more about the mission statement of the burnout pussy power, because that's like a different oh, yeah. story. But like, just talk yeah. to walk me through of like, how did you get where you are right now? So uh, basically for me, I've been doing a lot of this, like mindset stuff since I was young, since I was like 13, 14, maybe. And um, I remember actually my mom, she introduced me to like the world of the mindset of millionaires when I was 14. She gave me a book by David Schwartz, The Magic of Thinking Big. And that's a oh, book I, I really actually t- listened to that one. That's a really good yeah. one. That's a good one. She gave it to me for my 14th birthday. Like she was like, read this book. And because I had this, when I was five, actually, I told my mom that I want to be a millionaire. Like I want to be really rich. That's when I was five. And so my mom always knew about me, like my, my desire to make it big. So I remember she gave me that book and she was like, listen, you want to be a millionaire? Read this book. I think it'll help you. And then when I read the book and I read it like in, within a week, I, I read around five books a week. So I'm a, I'm a very fast reader. And I remember reading that book and I'm thinking, wow. To become rich, it's just the mindset. That's it. It has nothing to do like with the effort. Yeah, obviously you put effort, you have discipline, but the main key of the whole millionaire, billionaire movement is that you decide that you're never going to give up. And that requires your mindset to be at a certain level where you don't play victim, you don't blame, and you take responsibility, right? So when I, and that's like, and I was bullied a lot in school and my mom always had this, she always pushed me. She was like, you know, I know you're getting bullied. She sympathized with me, but she said to me, I don't want you to give up. Like, just go back the next day to school, look at these people in the eye and let them know that they can't bring you down. So I, I was always like, my mom raised me with this resilience mm-hmm. that no matter what, you can control the way you respond to a situation. That like you can either choose to allow people to tell you that you're not good enough or you can choose to believe you're good enough yourself and let everyone else conform to your mindset. That's how my mom raised me. So that obviously as time went on, you know, going to relationships that weren't really good for me, going to very toxic relationships. And then I got to a point in my life when I was like, I had a corporate job, I was a teacher, and then I lost that job um, because I took some time off work when my mom passed away. And that's when I realized that, wow, I don't really mean like the way I see the world is not how people see my world. And that's when I, that's when a lot of things broke down for me. And I was like, okay, let me go back to what I remember. And when I went through hypnosis, that's when I realized that, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to be a millionaire, but I ignored that calling to try and please people, to try and make other people happy, to try and fit in. Like I was always trying to fit in because I felt like I didn't belong. When I went through hypnosis and I started doing the inner inner child work, that's when I started living on purpose. And I was like, oh my God, this is who I really am. Like, there's no shame in wanting to be rich. Always felt ashamed of wanting to be rich. Always felt like it's bad to want to be rich. And then when I was like, when I went through hypnosis, I was like, nah, there's 
there's nothing wrong with it. It's cool. It's okay to be rich. So that's basically my journey. And then obviously, like I went to after I did after I did all that inner work, I started working on with people, with women. And I started with weight loss. I helped women lose weight. Then I helped women overcome anxiety. Then I helped women bounce back after a divorce because I went through a divorce. And then recently, like two, two, three years ago, is when I became a, a wealth hypnotist and I started teaching entrepreneurs how to conquer burnout so that they can live a life that turns them on, tap into their pussy power, you know, really like have the richness, mm-hmm. but also have like the lifestyle to match. Like I call it opulence. Mm-hmm. The, the definition of opulence is to have affluence, wealth and luxury. So that's mm-hmm. what I teach now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's amazing. I think, first of all, your mom was a freaking superhero. Like, yeah. I wish I had a mom like yours who hands me a book at 13, like read this, my child, and like support me through my life. I think I'm honestly, I'm not blaming like my mom for being a a more simpler person, but I wish I had yours. So she seemed to be an awesome person. Thank you. She was, she was really amazing. Um, I guess I don't want to stir this conversation to, to money and wealth too much, but, um, but I think most of the, most of us were raised with the concept that money is evil, money is bad, mm-hmm. wanting money is greedy, greed is bad. And I think that's implanted. It's almost like our generations were like suffering and like poor. And it's like almost like a pride of like being in that, um, how do I say it? It's like stuck, but like, and struggling, but like struggle is what they know. And so that's their whole identity is tied into struggling. And mm. so I did hypnosis on that as well, uh, on the money blocks and really realizing that money is just paper. <laughs> and like, you need a whole bunch of it to have a very comfortable life. And that's different for everyone. You know, like my conception of wealth and, you know, yours is different. And the third person, like, we all have different definition of what we think is a lot of money and what we think is is what we desire in our life. And and if yours is to have a ton of it, like be my guest. Like that's that's like so like you should be able to do that without being judged, without being criticized and and called whatever. Um, so I, I applaud you for tapping into that calling and aligning with yourself with that because it's just so important especially with something that is just like that negative connotations are freaking everywhere and it's so hard to to break out of that cycle right that's so true that's so true I want to add to that also that I think that as women we shame ourselves so much not want to dream big because we have been taught for so long to just be caretakers and that women are supposed to give and like love and we're supposed to be there please everyone and put ourselves last so I feel like as women we have that negative connotation because we've been raised to be the women that look after everyone and we burn out yeah no I think it's so true and I would add to that is that um dimming dimming your lights and like holding back into what you are is so common just to fit in right like you would think that and I feel that a lot of times when I'm dimming myself around people is that I'm not hanging out with the right people because if I have to dim myself then it's probably because it's 
it's not the right people. I need to be surrounded by people that I can not dim my light and be myself and still not feel like I'm I'm too much. And I feel like that's I don't know if you ever felt like you were too much. Yes. You to like all fuck, I'm too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm so glad you touched upon that. I've always felt like I'm too much, even in school. Like the things I used to come out with, like I'm gonna be famous. I used to do autographs and people used to laugh at me. Like you're too much. Like. But like the way I talk sometimes, like, you know, I'm very passionate about certain things and people are like, I can't handle your energy. I don't know how to handle it. And sometimes yeah. like if you're not around, them, like you mentioned, if you're not around the right people, they're going to view you as a threat rather yeah. than someone that you can ally with. Yeah. And that's so dangerous because you think there's something wrong with you and you mm. might think, oh, my God, I need to hold back because I'm too much. But no, you're right. not. It's just you're not hanging out with the right people. And so that's so important to surround yourself with who you can be your authentic self and like create that circle. And just like people will naturally fall out whoever are not supposed to be there anyway. So that's cool. <laughs> I guess. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. Anyhow, so let's talk a bit more about this uh, mindset rewiring, abundance rewiring that you're doing. Can you tell me what the hell is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. What does it do to us? <laughs> okay, so basically, so abundance rewiring, like hypnosis is amazing. But I feel like hypnosis doesn't really um, give you the fast results that you want. Like I work with a lot of women who have ADHD, they're high achievers, they're very driven by, they're driven by achieving and performing the high performance, right? So like sometimes when you go for hypnosis, it's like, okay, I've done the inner child work. I've done all that trauma work. What next? Mm -hmm. So what abundance rewiring is, is like, is a combination of timeline therapy, corporal pro ono, NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy, mental emotional release. I'm going to pretend like therapy. I know what that means. <laughs> okay. So yeah, neuro-linguistic programming is like when you find out the meaning of mm -hmm. like a memory and then you just change the meaning. Cognitive behavioral therapy focuses more on the habit and breaking the habit than focusing on the beliefs. Timeline therapy is similar to hypnosis, but you're just removing memories, bad memories from your timeline in your past. Hope mm -hmm. Ono is about the energy, the energy work. So you know when you do EFT tapping um, or like when you're changing your energy field, like quantum, quantum healing, that's more to do with that. And uh, mental emotional release is about removing the feeling, the suppressed emotions that you held with the memories or bad memories. So basically I combined all of that together. And what I did is I, I created abundance rewiring. I was like, this is gonna be the best formula. And I tested it. I've tested this formula on like 300 people now. Wow. It's worked every single time. Yeah, They're people. all alive and living. All alive and living, and they live in their best lives as well. Yeah, they have moments where they have downfalls, mm -hmm. but they don't go back to the point where they hit rock bottom. That's the key. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I've worked with people who just had hypnosis, but they still hit rock bottom and they don't want to go back to that place. Mm -hmm. So, what I do with in abundance rewiring is number one, I remove the disempowering belief in your subconscious mind. So, I take it out like it's a weed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, and then I, I install a more powerful belief. So, for example, if, you're, if the belief is I'm not good enough, then I install, I install the belief that you are good enough, right? Mm -hmm. Then the second step is I get you to cleanse your energy. Now, what happens is, this is the reason why hypnosis, this is why sometimes people fall back into bad habits, because if you need to clear your energy. What happens is when your subconscious mind has the disempowering belief, 
it it uh, releases toxic energy around it. it's like fumes you know like mm-hmm. you know like if something was polluting your mind you're gonna have yeah. fumes around it right what happens is those fumes get um stagnant in your womb Mm-hmm. for women especially it gets um it gets stored in your womb and then when you release a disempowering belief those um that ended that toxic waste in your energy will re-trigger your subconscious mind to go back to sabotage yourself wow. so i get to I, I i do some womb therapy on my clients and i clear the shame it's literally shame that comes up so for me mine was i was ashamed to want to have money Mm-hmm. so if I'm ashamed to have money I'm going to go back to my old sabotaging ways right mm-hmm. so I cleanse the womb I cleanse the energy and then the third step is I connect you to your future self now this is the most beautiful part of abundance rewiring is like I reunite you together with your child your present self and your future self and you become one big family and you all to go together on your journey together and it's such a beautiful experience all my clients have gone through it they're just like oh my god I can I can see my dreams I can taste it I can mm-hmm. feel it even more now right so what I do is like your child when you were younger your child and your higher self were connected that's mm-hmm. why no one could tell you no that's why no one could tell you that you dream too big that's why you were fearless mm-hmm. because your higher self was guiding your inner child your child self mm-hmm. but then what happened is Society came along and they told you that you can't do it. You're not good enough. Go get a job. Work nine to five. That's how I'll value you. So then your higher self and your child got disconnected. So what I do is I bring you all together in a, in a little reunion. And that's basically abundance you're wearing. Wow. That's so amazing. You need to get me on that thing very soon. Uh, listen, Rosie, um, there's a few things that came to my mind. And uh, I'm going to share it with you because I'm, I'm working with a coach right now and she's helping me unblocking some of my self-meeting beliefs. And, and what I told her is that when I go and do hypnotherapy, I usually go to my safe place and my safe place is my glass house. Yeah. And the wall is like water and I'm like going and touching and hanging out in my house it's very detailed I have a very very detailed description of my how my house looks like in the future and I Mm. hang out with my future self and and I and sometimes she's telling me like messages that I but I'm looking for answers she will tell me exactly what to do and I live my life hanging out with my future self all the time and so what I'm working on right now is how can I bring that into the present moment? And, and what she told me that because I go and anchor myself into the future, that at some degree, at some level, no matter how much therapy and hypotherapy I'm doing, because I've never been there, there is going to be that seed of doubt that you've never been there. And do, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about anchoring in the future? What do you think about hanging out with your, with your future self? Do you think that's, that's, that's not going to work? Because what she told me is that because it's so far in the future, I never know when I'm going to get there. And, and there's no road signs, like how far are we? And it's just overall not a good thing to do. Like, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I believe that we are looking through our higher self like this is what I believe right now you're in the present moment 
mm-hmm. and your higher self is looking at you through memories mm-hmm. that's what I believe and I believe that when you're able to connect to your future self it's about letting go of the how mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of us focus on so that you know how your coach said that we haven't been there that's mm-hmm. because the focus is on the how mm-hmm. as long as you're able because this is what stops you from sabotaging that's what this is what stops you from procrastinating and being a perfectionist mm-hmm. is if you're able to connect to your future vision and you're able to feel it sense it taste it and believe mm-hmm. it no matter what it's always going to happen whatever you want is going to happen and I'm living proof of it like I've been through like I was uh, sexually abused as a child I was bullied um mm-hmm. I had depression I was suicidal I've been through all these um, events in my life, experiences in my life, and I'm here today with a multi six figure business. Mm. That's because somehow I attached to my future self. Somehow, when I was in those moments, I was still able to sense and feel and taste what it will be like once I get to that moment, once I get to the point where I feel successful. And along the way, I always felt successful. I always felt like I have it all. And this is what's required when you attach to your future self. You have to feel like you have it. And mm-hmm. this is the thing, right? That when you feel like you don't have it, that's when you start, that's when your subconscious mind will mm-hmm. start projecting that into the world and saying that you don't have it. So let me prove to you that you don't have it. Because remember, your subconscious mind is, doesn't know the truth between reality and, and, and the truth, right? It just knows what you tell it. So if you tell yourself, I'm a millionaire and I feel like it, your subconscious mind is going to be like, okay, let's go prove that. Let's go see how true that is. Mm-hmm. And things will happen in your life that you get opportunities. Like I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast with you today. This is an opportunity for me because I keep telling myself I'm an expert. I'm a millionaire. People listen to me. People like want to hear my stuff. I'm not telling myself that mm, maybe not. This is not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it requires me to always be my future self. This work that I'm doing right now, if I just work on it in the present and tell myself this, the present moment is the only moment I'm going to live in and I don't attach it to something in the future, my, my subconscious mind is not going to want to move forward. It's going to want to stay here because here yeah. feels better than going in the future. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. I do find comfort in that going to hang out with my future self. Like when things are crumbling around me and my circumstances are not what I want them, I literally go there to the safe place and I just hang out and I feel so good in those moments because I know she, I know I'm going to be fine. It's like, I know it's there. It's just right now it's not, I guess. And my question is like, how do you bridge the gap to embody that in the present moment? And what do you personally teach your clients to do? And what do you do yourself? So the number one thing I do is affirmation. So I ask for affirmations. Why I say why am I rich? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I rich? Why am I happy right now? Why do I always get what I want? Mm-hmm. And then I say to myself, of course, of course, I'm rich. Of course, I'm wealthy. Of course, I'm an expert. Of course, I have everything I want. So I ask the why and I follow it up with, of course. And what that does is it gets me out of my, my stuff, my shit. Like, you know, I'm t- finished sorry for myself, I'm telling myself, woe is me. It gets me out of that. And it's like my subconscious mind goes to work. So the moment you ask yourself, why? Because normally we say, like, why me? Why did this happen to me? And then your subconscious mind will reply, well, because remember that time when you were a little kid and your mom and dad shouted at you, right? Yeah, like, no, that's not helpful, mind. <laughs> right? But some people do that, right? They go back to the past, like, yeah, that's why. I remember that time, that's why. So it gives us a chance to play victim, mm-hmm. right? But when you say to yourself, why am I rich? 
why am I always blessed? Why do I always get what I want? Why, why does money always come my way? Why do my clients love me? When you start asking those questions, your subconscious might be like, well, because of this, because you know, you're really, really good at what you do, that like, you're really good at asking for what you want. Um, you know, remember that time when you asked for hundred K and then your client gave it to you to say, yes, I'm in. So your subconscious might start looking for answers. Just remember your subconscious is a, is a you ask it a question, it's going to provide the answer. So it's better to ask yourself better questions than to bring yourself down, right? It's so crazy. I think Tony Robbins said, if you ask your mind a lousy question, you're going to get a lousy answer. Right. It's like, why am I fat? It's because you can't stop stuffing your face. That's why. <laughs> like, instead right. of asking, how can I build a habit of working out? Well, what I, you can do, you know, sign up to the gym and like show up every fucking day and then you will lose weight. Right. <laughs> so those questions are really important. Um, so just to summarize what you said is that in those moments, in order to embody the future self, like the higher self, is that you have to ask yourself those questions that are not lousy questions and then have right. your answers and really embody that whatever you're saying, you're going to get those and. And so do you, do you have to do anything else besides that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can, so for me, it depends on like how you learn. So for mm -hmm. me, I'm very, I'm very visual. And um, it also depends on your love language. So if your love language is like words of affirmation. It's, yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it depends on how you receive love as well, because sometimes you'll be doing things because you want to feel love, but you just don't know what makes you feel loved. So mm -hmm. some people do meditation. Some people meditate. Some people do EFT. Um, journaling. I find journaling because I'm really good at writing. I love writing. Journaling for me and asking questions in the moment. Like in the moment for me, what works when I'm having like a terrible day or like I feel like I'm going down that road of sabotage, asking affirmations works. Mm -hmm. Then when I feel like I'm, I can, when I feel like um, I'm about to, I can feel it creeping up. I journal, mm -hmm. right? So I, what I would say to people is also don't, don't. There's not one particular way because mm -hmm. I use a, I use tons of tools and I teach my clients tons of tools that they can have depending on the moment right because mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find right that you're doing eft tapping right you're tapping you're yeah. tapping out the energy and you find that it's not working but then you find journaling in that moment works mm -hmm. go with what works for you in that moment and then you'll you'll switch it up you'll find something else that works in that moment mm -hmm. well okay so it's it's really specific for for people it's not like a one you go and do now yes. it's, it depends on what is working for you personally okay of course. um so let's talk about um let me just look at the topics here really quickly because i noted <laughs> all of that i don't want to miss anything so okay what does it mean to tap into your pussy power <laughs> oh girl okay now we get into it okay i love saying the pussy power because i feel like as women we have been so castrated for such a long time i think about it Women, even when I read this, I read recently, not recently, like a while ago, that female entrepreneurs still get paid less than male entrepreneurs. Can you imagine? You are you an entrepreneur. You came out of the nine to five capitalist, you know, patriarchal society so you can go make money and you're still earning less. Mm. So I realized it's because number one, us women, when we are in survival mode mm -hmm. and we build a business around surviving, we burn out very quickly. What we need around us is things that turn us on. And that's what I mean by tapping into your pussy power. Mm -hmm. Because your biggest turn on is experiencing pleasure as if you would have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. That's what drives women. What drives us women is having fun, 
feeling excited and feeling turned on. And if you are building your business like a man would, because men can work 24-7, we work around our menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. We can't work 24-7. It's impossible for us. Mm-hmm. But then we shame ourselves if we can't work like a man. So you need to use your divine pussy power to go and find what turns you on. So for me, what turns me on is like jet skiing. I love jet skiing. It makes me feel mm-hmm. free. Going for a drive makes me feel free. Um, mm-hmm. Going for a massage, you know, spending like a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars on some food. Like that's what really turns me on. It excites me. But the thing is what, what women do is when they're building their business, they castrate those elements to them because they say, no, I have to be like a man. Mm-hmm. I have to think like a man, be like a man to build this business. And that's when I, when I, I work with millionaires, I work with female millionaires. I have built an amazing business, but they are so burnt out. They're like, why am I doing this anymore? I'm not fulfilled. That's because you neglected that part of you. You turned that off. Um, and what do you think? You said in order to turn it on, you need to do things that actually turn you on, like your hobbies, like whatever, you know, works for you. Um, I guess my question is, uh, when it comes to reaching that stage, like, is this something that you turned on and you go back to your business and you're crushing it? Or like, what, like, how would you connect the two together? Or is it not yeah. working 24 seven, but like doing, letting yourself have those fun experiences at the same time? Exactly. That's what it is. So what we do as women, we shame ourselves for wanting to have fun, but I know we can't because we're still thinking like a man. We're telling ourselves, no, I have to run this business 24-7. I have to sacrifice, put 80 hours a week, grind, hustle. That's for the men. That's not for us women. Like, um, what's her name? Susie Batsis. She's the one. Do you know that product called Poo Puri? Where you spray. Oh, yeah, the- I know. I love the ads. <laughs> oh, girl. She's a, she's a nine-figure CEO. You know what she said? She goes, her business became at nine figures because she followed her intuition and she decided to forget the male standard of building mm-hmm. a business. And she wow. said that she, she had this idea for Poo Puri, this perfume, when she was in the shower. And she told herself, she said to the, actually to the podcast, she said, if I had ignored that intuition, intuitive moment and just carried on working and ignored it, I wouldn't have a nine-figure business. I wouldn't have this amazing business. But because I used my divine female power of intuition, that's what helped me build this business. And that's where that's where, and, and she did things that like she still has a balanced lifestyle. She's not working 24-7. She has a team. Mm-hmm. She has people who run her business for her. She she was she hired very early. She didn't wait until she made money. She mm-hmm. hired very early because she realized that she can't do it by herself. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens with those women. When we want, like, when we want uh, someone to cook and clean, we say, no, we can't because I'm a woman. I should be doing that. Yeah. When we want to go for a, a, a massage or get our nails done, we're like, no, I should be working right now. It's not a very entrepreneurial thing to do. Yeah. We shame ourselves. So my, my goal is to help women remove that shame and that guilt so that you can feel the, the turn on and the pleasure in life. Mm-hmm. That's so, so important. By the way, just going back to the poopery, like uh, Harmon Brothers uh, directed their, their advertisement on YouTube. You have to watch it. If you haven't seen oh their ads, it's fucking no, it's like one of my ads. <laughs> Like I'm this like ad person. I love that so much because it's funny. It's like core kids, just like perfect. So um, they did a really good job selling that product for sure. Um, so you, you mentioned that obviously uh, we try to fit it into society that was, that's male dominated, right? And that's, we try to shame ourselves for not being able to, uh, you know, work that much. And like, even if we do, we try to push ourselves into a role 
it's so funny that you say that because I always said, like I used to be that I cook for you, I take care of you. And I'm like, oh, we got catering for that. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> the cleaning lady can do it for like super cheap. I'm like, yeah, let's get some, you know, uh, in-house people that can, you know, do the cleaning cooking. Like, right. sorry, but it's just like, and it, I get so much shit for that. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I get so much shit for that. Like, what the fuck are you talking like, it's just like you have to know who to share those like visions for because like right. yeah, that's why you have catering and you know what those caterers they love cooking and right. it's like you're like who am i to if i'm paying for that it's like they should you know help us serve us and 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 you know the cleaning lady is just like is it bad for me to to want that to be done for me so I can enjoy my environment. It's not like I'm like super messy or something, but like, right. but it's and something it's, you know, that, I, that I thought it's of. So true. Right, and it's so true that you said that like, people don't share that vision. I don't think that's crazy. Like us women should have it hard. Like, come on, we bear babies, right? <laughs> we, we, we risk, we have to lower our standards to get into a relationship. Like we have it, we, we're doing ourselves a, a disservice every single day, right? Like we're trying to fit in. So yeah. like when people say that, oh, you should be doing everything yourself because yeah. there's a belief in society that women should have it hard. Yeah. That's really like, it's really interesting that we have that belief. It, it, can, it comes from generations ago. It comes from so many like famine, war, whatever happened in the past. We are carrying those beliefs in this society right now. And now that we live in a society where this technology is available at the touch of a button, why should us women have it hard? And just like you said, that, there's people out in this world who love cooking. So you're doing a disservice to someone yeah. who loves cooking and you're stopping them from um, expressing their gifts. And like getting paid for it the time as well. Right, <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying like, uh, it's so insane. And I I feel like, again, I've been hanging out with the wrong people that are like constantly <laughs> judging me. Like, are you crazy? And my dad was like, well, Domi, you, I guess you are like not walking anymore. You are like, floating and as if it's like a bad thing <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that but it's just like I, I see what your point is like even from your own family when you try to express that and if you are a business owner like all that and I, I remember my dad like telling me how money doesn't grow on trees you have to work hard for it and I'm like I really like <laughs> I guess uh, <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, um, people seem to appreciate what I do for them. And I don't have to break myself in half to to be able to bring that, you know, to them. So right. it's just, uh, I don't know, it's I'm so I'm so like, sad to see that that's our reality. And that's just like, I'm so glad for you and for your existence as well into empowering CEOs and women CEOs to be to be leaving that shame. Mm. And like, like, even the, the reading that out of them and so they feel that they are not stupid or like if to even think that they should not be doing all the heavy lifting by themselves so i'm so so glad that you exist <laughs> we need thank to you so yeah thank you for recognizing that like i really appreciate that you're recognizing that that's because that's really like i can't express to you how much of a mission that is for me because i saw my mom struggle all her life and yeah. she and she she had like, she had depression at the end of it. Like she just was felt depressed. She was broken after it because that feeling of I'm a woman and I have to take it all on. So it's like breaking that generational curse that us women don't have to go through that. Like we're in 2021 now. We're not in 1940s yeah. where the men went to war and then we're left behind to cook and clean. Like, no, we've we got things going on now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so glad for that. 
And it's, it's crazy because I, I still have friends that are just like struggling and like have so many mm. kids. I'm like, dude, just get yourself a nanny. And like, no, no, my husband doesn't want me that because it's my job to care for the baby. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not talking to your husband anymore, I guess. Like, <laughs> right? no, I'm so not agreeing with that mindset. No. Anyhow, uh, yeah, that's like, we can talk about it forever. <laughs> I feel like it's just like, I'm, it's infuriating. So I, I do, we need to clone you. Like, do you like, right. I know like, it's like science, like how they're doing, but we need to clone you somehow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I feel, I, feel, I feel so honored right now. You make me blush. Yeah, for real. Like, like a Rosie, Rosie clone clan. <laughs> like how Elon Musk is doing with Neuralink. Like, I, I really hope that's like moving along that project because like, right. they clone me. we get that's to so leave funny. into cloning you into like. I love that. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> It's, it's 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 true though it's isn't it funny how like like it's not like some kind of feminist or like i hate men i'm bashing men yeah. but it's, isn't it funny how like for women like everything revolves around what a man feels like yeah. and like we're doing things constantly just to please a man like me like my husband he doesn't mind he's happy for me to have a nanny but it took me like 10 relationships to get to this point i'm just thinking <laughs> in my mind like why did it take me so long <laughs> like why i went through so much heartache just to get to this point, like, I wish I knew all this knowledge that I have now. I feel like I wouldn't have gone down that road. And I would be like, no, I'm putting myself first. These are my boundaries. This is what I want. I'm yeah. not going to settle for less. And I'm done. And I'm going to get what I want. Right? Instead of going through the heartache of all this people. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. With your life would have been. <laughs> life would have been so easy. Like, yeah. we make it because you know why? Because we have that belief that women should have it hard. You see? You yeah. see how this belief of we should have it hard. We need to suffer. We need to like break our backs to make someone, a man, especially happy. And yes, we are responsible for that because of our yeah. belief system. We always lower ourselves. We tell ourselves that this is a, this is as good as I'll get. And we tell yeah. ourselves that because of me, this is, good, this is what I'm going to have. And I should, I'm here to fix a man or I'm his rehab center. And when he's fixed, he's going to love me because he's going to realize I was there for him for all the, all the shit. And he should yeah, love me oh now. This is the that we have. <laughs> oh, that that's how you get into a narcissistic relationship my friend like recipe. i'm gonna fix you i'm gonna fix you up so good you're gonna be like oh my right. god like fuck off like work on your own problems like fix yourself go get, therapy. get a therapist yeah like, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 not your therapist you need therapy for yeah. that like not a, not a marriage or a relationship you don't need that you need a therapist exactly and it's not our job to fix the man up like i'm sorry nope. Uh, I uh, try too. No. Like I'm guilty, but like I realize that's like a dead end. Like they have to have right. that work done by themselves, and it's not my exactly <laughs> right. And I know, I know, as women, like we carry wounds, and this is what I learned as well. That mm -hmm. when you have buttons on you, like sometimes our triggers are very we display it on mm -hmm. our bodies, and someone will come and be like, "She has my triggers. I'm going to trigger her and see how she responds. And if she responds in a way that." makes me feel good about myself I'm going to go for it this is what we both do like in a in a relationship we look at a man we're like oh my god he gives me butterflies the, those butterflies are traumas girl like you need some traumas that you need to heal on like that's not a butterfly like the man should make you feel at peace not yeah. and calm not chaotic right but we go for the chaos because of these belief patterns that we have in our subconscious it's so crazy because even I read that like narcissists the reason why they're so addictive is because they keep you on your toes. They, they, mm. they always like, they have that 
as if you know when you have like a car accident and you have the trauma and you're so right. alert and alive mm -hmm. it literally mm -hmm. keep you in that loop and you're like wow i feel so alive but it's just not healthy for you and anyway we can talk about like toxic relationships forever <laughs> i know <laughs> an exhausting topics but it's, i think it all comes back to us reclaiming that power and and not taking shit and not take and not taking um like claiming what we want and even have that very clearly clarified like okay this is what i want and so i'm willing to sit alone in this house i don't care if i'm alone like even be okay with that but i wait until the right man comes and i'm not going to lower the bar just because i feel like well no one's gonna come but like mm -hmm. keeping the standards high and be willing to be alone until that happens and if you go out sit down with someone and you're not hitting those whatever you need like i'm sorry then it's not gonna work next and, and you know what that's that's the yin and the yang method like for a man being with a woman is gonna make him feel alive and for a woman being able to stand alone and feel great is your power so for a man like men can only build with another person that's how they're, they're innate that's how they are built for us women we can be alone but oh, yeah. we will build with someone that's going to bring us calm and we're going to only build when we feel so powerful being alone like i like i was when i got divorced i was alone for three years and there were guys there was prospects that people wanted to get get with me and i was like nah i'd rather just be alone because if you're not going to bring i'm at peace right now if you're not going to match my peace then i don't want it and then when i was able to like be okay with that that's when things fell into place and that's when i thought met my husband like, we got married in 10 days that was what? Like a, yeah. <laughs> we met over instagram he he, he dm'd me about my business about you slid into the stuff. dms okay oh girl i need to get i need to get that i need to get that we have a baby now right he's a year old and i need to get that t-shirt where i say you know i started in the dms and now we're here like that's literally what happened with me and my husband and we've been together for two and a half years and it's been such an it's an amazing relationship there yeah we have our ups and downs mm -hmm. we have our arguments but because i'm at peace being alone and he's at peace being with someone like he wants to be with me he don't want to he don't want me to like chase him he wants to build yeah. with me that's what makes it a powerful dynamic yeah and you know what it's so important because then no one's happiness and depends on the other person because you are exactly. whole as you are and right. I, think, I think that's so important to be like i'm cool either way single in relationship that doesn't change like i am like that in shape unshakable with within myself and i think right. i think a lot of people like even so fearful of like what would that be if i'm just by myself like i need a partner like that craving that i need someone because like but i think I don't know. I think it's a mindset thing. Like, can you, of course, of course you can exist without a man. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. There are toys for that. And you can like, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. You can make of it up. Let's get a hobby. <laughs> yeah. That's what, and that's the essence of living a life that turns you on. Like, imagine if, if I was to, if my, me and my husband, like, got to be able to divorce or like leave, I, we would, I would be able to like move on with my life. And I wouldn't feel like I'd, oh my God, I'm broken. Like, yeah, I would feel hurt. Yeah, I will be upset, but it's like I want to get to a point where I'm so broken and so depressed. I'm just destroying myself through my grief. That's what a lot of women do because they weren't ready to be alone. And yeah. if you're okay being alone and you see that as something powerful, that's when like in your world, no one can destroy what's within you. Because remember, your internal world is what's reflecting on the outside. Yeah. If you're constantly looking for someone outside of you to validate you, you will never feel fulfilled inside. You will never be at peace. 
Yeah, and that's so true. And I think it's, first of all, it's hard for women to understand that and it's harder to actually apply that in their life. Mm -hmm. So what do you think in your perspective are like ways to empower that, like embody that, that I'm okay? Like, what do you think, what would you suggest for your clients as well to be embodying that? So I would say to you, um, like, this is what I did. This is my personal mm -hmm. journey. I went back uh, and I went through what I overcame. So I overcame attempting suicide. That's like one of my biggest achievements wow. in life. I attempted suicide. It didn't go through. And there's a reason why, because I, I, I didn't fulfill my purpose yet. So I look at that. I always look at that. Like, wow. If I was able to survive that, what makes me think I will not be able to survive anything else? Like I have something within me. I have a gift. I have purpose and I'm going to live for that purpose. And that's the second thing, living for your purpose. Have a purpose in mind. Your purpose isn't like a lot of women say, I just want to be a homemaker. That's great. But what purpose is it fulfilled within you? Is it having a family? Is it like leaving a legacy? Is it having generational wealth? What is the other purpose behind it? Mm -hmm. And then another thing I will say to women is like, ask yourself, what's the deeper why? You know how Simon Sinek said, like, find your why? Yeah, start with why. Yeah, start with why, but there's a deeper why. There's always a deeper why. So for me, it's like, I, I'm building this business, not just for me, but for number one, for people to see that you can overcome anything. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make you, it doesn't break you. I mean, it doesn't break you, it will make you. And secondly, so I can leave behind generational wealth for my children. I never got that. Mm -hmm. That's my deeper why. So when you, and, and fourthly, digging into your traumas. Find like, <laughs> this is a big thing. A lot of us seek people to avoid our traumas we seek things like we seek pleasure we seek addictions we seek people to avoid what's going on within mm -hmm. so when you're able to look within and realize that you are messing up your own life it's on you it's on you it's on no one else mm -hmm. you are messing up your own life with the thoughts that you have and the beliefs that you have and you're able to go deep within and just excavate like excavate your soul release all that pain that rejection that that betrayal that grief that fear release it all cry it out punch your pillow get mad but then tell yourself I'm gonna get better I'm gonna move on and get better yeah I think that's so powerful um I remember like usually I'm, I'm such an independent person in the sense that I even pride myself on that that I can I I can cry like a baby I'm like snap out of it like let's go back to work <laughs> So, right. I love that. And, I love that. And it's it's and it's I thought that was that was me being cold. Like how can I turn that on and off? And mm -hmm. is this a problem that I'm able to do that? How can I how can I just just like a surgeon like you have a like a patient and you have to be in that mode when you're and I'm working I can't be emotional and think like oh this patient is like my mom or whatever, you know? So having that ability as to alternate between when I need to be cold, when I need to be like on my game and when I need to let go. And so I used to think that's a problem. Like there's something wrong with me seriously for having that coldness, but it's like a part of myself. It's like a little darkness that is just like. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The most, the most crazy thing, I mean, I know like right now, a lot of people are saying about feminine energy, like just being your feminine. But do you know what happens when you're too much in your feminine? You start getting emotional and, and you start victim, yeah. becoming a victim, start blaming. That's too much feminine. Yeah. You need that coldness to carry on. You need your masculine. That's your healthy masculine and you have a healthy feminine. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you found your balance. Like you found the balance. Like I'm going to cry, but I'm going to let, let it go. Yeah. I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel, 
but then I'm going to be able to move on because I realize if I stay stuck in this position, I'm not going to be able to move. And that's the key thing. Like a lot of us think that feminine energy is being passive, let it flow, let it go. Yes, you do that, but you also have to move that otherwise you stay stagnant. Yeah, some degree. So let's talk about uh, mindsets and how your mindset and I think that's like the marketing side like let's cover that and after I can give ramble on like other things but like <laughs> we said like mindset and like your business and marketing is like so important like why do you think mindset and marketing are coming together and like mindset and like business are coming together and like what what's your take on that like in your experience with your clients like what you've been seeing so far so like for me, why I believe marketing is, is like showing people the real you. Because people need to know who you are and what they're investing in and what they're buying, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, a lot of us don't want to feel vulnerable online. We don't want to be authentic because we feel like if I'm too real, people are going to criticize me. They're going to judge me. They're going to reject me. But the biggest mistake a lot of us do is that we create this fake persona around us. I've got my life together. Everything's great. Like you'd cut me on my yacht. And then there's nothing wrong with that. But also you need to understand that your, your clients want to see the real you. They want to see that you go through the same problems as them, but then they want to see how you overcome them. Mm-hmm. And this is where your mindset and your marketing comes together and it creates this beautiful, powerful experience for your clients. Because remember, there's only way that your clients can experience you through your videos and through your content. That's the only way they can experience you way before they, they buy from you. So if you're not giving them an experience where they can relate to you, and they don't feel like they like but the best example I can always give is Kylie Jenner now people are talking about her marketing recently that she created like this swim swimwear it wasn't that great and you know she didn't really listen to her clients and people are now talking about Kylie cosmetics like she doesn't really reply to her fans like she's just like that type of woman that doesn't hustle like Kim Kardashian now Kim Kardashian she like listens to her client base she's relatable she messes up online she shows her real self Kylie's the opposite so a lot of people are going through that emotion right now where they're saying, like, let's cancel Kylie. Obviously, you want to cancel someone. Like, I don't believe in the cancel culture. But a lot of people, like, calling out Kylie for, like, who she really is. This is what I mean by being relatable. You have to be able to connect with your audience. You have to be able to connect with them through experiences. Mm-hmm. That tell them, what have you been through? What have you gone through? What's the darkness that you've gone through that has made you the person you are today? And that's what I try to help my clients with. Like when I help them get rid of those beliefs in their minds that if I'm authentic online, then I'll get judged. That's what I get rid of. I help them get rid of that, rid of that belief so that they can go online and be vulnerable and will not think a second thought about it. That's powerful. Yeah, I think I love that you say that. And I think a lot of people, including myself, have this. And I, I with my coach this morning, and she said, you know what, Domi? Um, I know when you're starting out with your coaching, but um, it seems to me that uh, you need to lose the mask. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, you got pulled out. You got Shit. pulled out, girl. <laughs> Shit. Um, and and then I and then I was like, okay, uh, I guess. But like, I'm so. I think again, being in this power of yours and and embodying that and like being used to like running your business like take making decisions and uh as your ceo i am a ceo as well of my own business um but being in this mode like Mm. 24 7 you kind of lose like where one stops and the real you begins ah yes 
that's true and so like what do you think is a good tactic for us to tap into that who we are versus mm. what we need to be in our businesses and where do i begin as me and where do that what does that end and like what are the lines like do we have to separate those two or do we can we somehow bring the two together and be still authentic yeah i believe that your business is your brand but it's not here to solve your problems so the number one thing i tell my clients is before you post this are you looking for validation are you looking for someone to say oh my god i'm so sorry you gone through that are you looking for sympathy are you looking to play the victim? If that's the case, you need a therapist or a coach. You don't need to be online right now telling people about your business. Just one second. What I was saying about, okay, how do we not blur the lines? The way you don't blur the lines is by asking yourself that am I looking to val get validation by posting this or by saying this? And this is where the inner work comes in because people think the inner work is just about dealing with traumas. Mm -hmm. It's also dealing with beliefs and thoughts that you have, Right. And another thing I always say to my clients is that your business is not here to solve your problems. If you are feeling that like, I want to put this content out there because I want to say that, look at me, look, at, I'm better than everyone. Or I want to say that, look at me, woe is me. You need like a coach or a therapist to help you work through those feelings. And then <clears throat> another thing with authenticity is like, be authentic, but be elegant with it. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we need to do. Like, and elegance is this. Like, okay, victimhood is this. Like, look at um. I went through this recently and I feel so bad. I feel depressed. I feel broken. Does anyone else feel me? You're going to create like a pity party. Oh, but yeah. if you're going to put content out there, right? And be like, I went through this and this is how I overcame it. And I know you can overcome it too. Mm -hmm. That is you being elegantly vulnerable online. And that's what people are looking for. People are looking for you to be able to express yourself but in a place of empowerment rather than from a place of like victimhood or pity. Or pity. Yeah, that's a really good uh, way to go about it. I think that's a really great way. Um, so I guess um, not just like, like, let's not talk like marketing necessarily, but, um, but that who you are as a person, do you help your clients redefine that as well to, to who they are? Mm -hmm. Like that sense of like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like I am I this? Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of the times and I'm very, very fucking guilty of that because I, I my brain works in a way where I I and seek to understand everything that's happened to me my past so I this is how I gain control over the situation so for me if I had a narcissistic relationship it's because oh cool uh let's see what's happening in my childhood oh yeah that's because of that that's why oh that's codependent and pop okay cool so getting all that labels in me like i am an introvert i guess that's why i feel so drained when i'm outside and labeling ourselves for me that's like i'm so guilty like as if like i'm boxing myself to, i'm this i'm that i'm this I'm that and so you get to the point where I, oh i guess i understand why i do what i do but it's, that's, i don't want that to be defining who i am right um how would you help someone and your clients as well to redefine that who i am I am not my trauma. I'm not this and not that, but then who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, how, would you, <laughs> right. how would you go about then helping them as well, especially if they are like in their businesses as well all the time? That's what I mean, right. like blurring the line of like who, who I am, not just like mm. in as well. Of course, of course. So number one thing, when we were all born, all of us, every single one of us was able to ask for what we want. 
mm-hmm. right? Like when you cried, you either got fed, your nappy got changed. When you like pooped in the toilet for the first time, your mom and dad like, you know, did drew a, threw a, did a little dance. We're like, yay, well done. So who you, right? So who you really are is a very confident, bulletproof to rejection, unstoppable person. That's who you, everyone is like that. Mm-hmm. Now, but now the nuance is this, we express it in different ways, mm-hmm. right? So I express it through um, being able to get people out of their BS, getting people to see a different side to life, different perspectives, and getting women especially to get out of their shit and start start living their best lives. That's how I express mine. Mm-hmm. Yours is in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the, what, what I do, like this, this, is, this is like what's so beautiful about inner work, is when I do like abundance rewiring on my clients, when I go through that three-step process that I spoke about in the beginning, every single person I work with has been like, oh my God, I know who I am now. I'm this person who doesn't back down. I don't quit. I'm able to speak my mind and not fear rejection. That's why every, every single client of mine has said that, that I know who I am now. Mm-hmm. Like after healing that certain trauma, especially where, and this is where it happens. When you're a child and you express yourself, your true self and you get shut down, mm-hmm. that's the part of you that tells you, okay, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like if my mom really loved me, she wouldn't have shut me down and she wouldn't be telling me off of being myself. And I found with all my clients is that when they go through the abundance rewiring, they become like, they're able to, like I I have clients right now who are charging like 500 pounds and now they're charging 3000 pounds after a session Mm -hmm. and they're getting clients because they're not afraid to ask for something, to to go back to to their baby self, if that makes sense, to their toddler self. That was fearless. Uh, I want I want you to like realize this, and everyone listening is that you were born fearless. That's it. That's who you really are. You are a fearless person, and you express it in a different way. You just have to go deep within and ask yourself: When did I believe that I'm not fearless? When did I believe that? When did I believe that I'm not good enough? When did I believe that I don't belong here? When did I believe that I'm not important or I don't have anything important to say? And when you're able to go to those events and say, tell yourself, no, like I'm going to listen to the little girl within. I'm going to give her what she needs there and then. I'm going to validate her, tell her how much I love her. And I'm going to bring her along on my journey. That's when you start becoming who you really want to be. Wow, that's amazing. So um, just to talk about the rewiring session, because it's really, it's, I think it's a super powerful tool in your toolbox right now mm. that you use to achieve breakthroughs for your clients. Uh, whoever wants to have that breakthrough, uh, what are like how the process looks like? Is it like how long? Like, can you just describe, do I have, do you have to be like hypnosis? Like, like for someone who's like afraid they're going to hack into their brain and like implant something, <laughs> <laughs> implant something and I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay so what it is is a two-hour session and usually two hours is enough to help you just break through a certain behavior mm-hmm. so let me give an example of procrastination let's say I know you're procrastinating on getting a project finished and then you're like why am I procrastinating so what happens is I book you in for the session and then I just basically get you to relax all you do in the whole session is just go to sleep that's it Oh, wow. You just go to sleep and I do the work. It's like you're going for a massage for your brain, basically. It's like I'm doing all the work for you. I'm getting you to, you know, I'm finding out where the memory was, 
what, what happened when you were a child and finding out what the belief was. Like, you don't have to do any of the hard work, like journaling or meditating or talking. You don't even do any talking. I ask you oh, a question, yeah? you give me the answer. Yeah, it's none of that. Like, none of the talk therapy. You just sleep, like, literally sleep <laughs> again, to relax That's and I do all the work. Freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, book me in. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> literally, girl, like, let's do it. It's so, like, I remember a client said this to me. She goes, I was so, like, anxious that you're going to ask me personal questions yeah. and I won't be able to answer them but she goes literally all I had to do was sleep and you did all the work and I, and another thing is you remember some of it but you don't you don't have that feeling like it was traumatizing because I have a few people who say well I was sexually abused as a child yeah or I went through some severe neglect and I don't want to go past that I don't want to go back to that you won't, you won't feel like you've gone back to it because I help you disconnect from the memory mm-hmm. and I just help you I just help you find the meaning and I help you remove the charge, the, the, the feeling of shame, the feeling mm-hmm. of fear, abandonment. I help you remove that without you being involved in the memory. It's a very simple process. Sounds mm-hmm. complicated, but in those two hours, I do all of that and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I feel like so light. I feel so, so happy. I feel so amazing. That's, That's what every client said to me. That's yeah. amazing. And um, is this like, uh, is this something that you do? Like, I, I think you have, like you mentioned, you have like a 12 week program as well. Like what's yeah. the difference between the, the program, like the longer program and like, like the two hour session? And is it included in the program? Like what are those things like, for the listeners who like to work with you? So um, I have a two hour session. The two hour session is basically we focus on one behavior. So let's say you're procrastinating. I help you find the reason why you're procrastinating, get rid of it, and then help you connect to your future self and get do, do my three-step process. Mm-hmm. If it's more than that, let's say you're, you're, you're procrastinating, but you feel like you're not perfect enough, mm-hmm. and then you feel like a fake on top, and there's, there's three beliefs that you have in your subconscious mind that require two-hour sessions each. Mm-hmm. So then that would be a longer package. So I offer three-month packages, one-on-one, and I offer six-month packages, uh, one-on-one. Now, if it's just a two-hour session, you get the two-hour session, and you get four one-hour coaching calls. So there's a 30-day package, two-hour session, four one-hour coaching calls. And on those coaching calls, we focus on, I give you I give you very powerful tools that you can use whenever you feel the procrastination creeping back up. If you feel the sabotage creeping back up, you have these tools that I teach you and mm-hmm. it helps you like stay at this new level that you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, the three-month package is the same thing. It works into 30-day sectors. So you have two-hour session, four hour, um, four one hour group coaching calls and that happens every month. And we all, in the, in the coaching calls, we focus on what's coming up in your life, your behavior, and I teach you a tool. Mm-hmm. So the 12 week program is a sexy mindset makeover, right? And basically you're getting in a group setting. And I find there's people who enjoy the group setting. They enjoy being in a group. That's why I created the group. Mm-hmm. But you just get the same thing. You get the two hour session every month in a group setting and I find that people who love being around other people get deeper healing as well because they just enjoy being in that in that in that environment so yeah that's basically it and like seeing like other people's having those breakthroughs as well I think that helps for sure yeah yes definitely well that's amazing um I love all of that (laughs) I really hope that like I need to rewire their brain like and here I am like, okay, guys, I have like a freaking long list of things that I need to work on. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's a 
be that's a the beauty of it it's like a cost right uh, i don't know 24 hour session for me like i'm gonna be <laughs> out i'm gonna be like sleeping for 24 i don't even know if that would be oh, yeah. enough like i don't even where to start <laughs> and that's you know and that's the beauty of it another thing that technically there's only three disempowering beliefs that we have that i'm not good enough i'm going to fail and i don't belong here once you get rid of all those three beliefs, you are going to be like a superhuman that is able to bounce back after every disappointment, after every failure. That's what that's the key, right? You want to be able to bounce back. Like you want to feel things, but you don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel depressed. You want to feel the moment. Just like you mentioned, I cry and then I move on. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people sometimes can't do that because they feel like, why me why is this happening to me this shouldn't be happening I'm failing I'm a bad person I I feel so embarrassed all those spiraling that right right and then that's because of your childhood it has nothing to do with what you are right now and you just need to reprogram that wow that's so good I've been just listening to this book called the big leap and the big oh yes (laughs) and the big leap is, is is basically treating this problem of upper limits right like when you want to grow and extend into a certain part that's like reaching your upper limit is when you sabotage, right? When you, when, that's why a million, like whoever won the lotteries, they go broke and bankrupt. Whoever right. had success, they fuck it up somehow. And so how to not move into, like how can I move past my upper limit and still expand and not, you know, mess up and sabotage? I think that book itself treated like I think one of them was worthiness, like those obstacles that are, and one of them was worthiness. And I need to pull the last out of this, but I think just like you said, I have it in my notebook because I'm noting from every book I'm listening to. But uh, but I think those are so so important that we need that. Um, maybe I don't need like <laughs> 24 hour sessions. <laughs> that. I need to get, yeah. The first one is feeling fundamentally flawed. Um, Mm. Second one is disloyalty and abandonment. Like if I'm getting into a certain success, I'm going to be abandoned or I'm not going to be like, my friend's going to leave me, like all of that, right? Um, Third is believing more success brings more burden. Oh, yes. That's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my gosh, girl. I'm going through that right now. Like I, today, I had a, I have another business that I have with my husband. It's a car business. Mm-hmm. And like this big thing happened in the business. And I was like, why does this always happen? Is it because I'm rich? Is it because I'm making money? Like, am I supposed to expect these things? Like if I wasn't rich, I wouldn't be going through this. Like that's how my mind was trying to sabotage itself. Because yeah. I was telling myself the more successful I become, the more responsibility I have to keep things together, yeah. to keep it all together. Yeah, yeah. So you need to work through that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think the third one is the crime of outshining, which is basically yes. when you feel like, like as a child, when you were sh- too bright or something, you know, when you were like showing that you're more than like smart or something and you got, you know, like bring down like, oh my God, you're too much, right? Like you're too much. Yeah. Like that fear of outshining as if that's a problem when you are not dimming your lights, when you are being your authentic self. So I think those are the four uh hidden barriers, actually. They call it hidden mm-hmm. barriers. 
I, I know what I love that book. That book is like I read it every other every month, just so like I get new nuggets from it. It's an amazing book. Like everyone should read it. I think. Yeah. No, definitely, and not even just like those success and limits and like, but like a couple therapy standpoint. Like I'm taking yes. 100% responsibility for what went wrong, and I take 100% responsibility for resolving the issue. And like how that right. is a, such a shift in like you did this, you did that, I did that. Like just like shifting, even the blame, like dissecting it. 90% your fault, 10% might know instead of like taking both 100%. Like even for me, that was like super. Like oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> right, so true. So okay so um how can someone connect with you if they want to have those limiting beliefs weeded out um do you have like your program that you're doing like is it something that's ongoing do you have like launches like like when can someone jump in or do you like close launches like what like how is the structured right now so um, with a two-hour session, I have three slots available uh, until December, until the end of the year. So I have three slots available for the two-hour sessions. Once okay. those slots get up, get you mean two, up. You mean two <laughs> slots available? Yes, I'm oh, sorry, girl. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> two slots available. See, look, she called it. She called it, okay? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's see if I can afford it first, and then let's talk about it. <laughs> I you think I read. I think I think I think I read like you have like hundred thousand coaching, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yes. Is That's this yes. the hundred? <laughs> is this the one? <laughs> no, it's not that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what like that's what like my clients were making millions. It depends on like your and um, how much you're making as well. So mm -hmm. my price is not fair. Like according to like the transformation that you get is so worth it so no worth i know it. i respect yeah. i respect whoever is putting their prices out of know? course and it's yes. just like if you tell me it's a holiday i guess you know uh i get to <laughs> i get to work them because then <laughs> I, need right. to, I need to make 100k for rosie like yeah no problem <laughs> give me a I month i'll get there <laughs> yes i and that's you know what hun that is the type of clients i only work with I only work with clients who because listen i don't need anyone's money i really don't yeah I only want to work with successful people who I know will get a result, who I know will be committed. That's the reason why I have like very short for mm -hmm. my one-on-one. -on -one. It's very small. I only have a few slots. And for my um, Sacred Essential Success, it runs every three months. So I have a launch coming up. I'm opening up re-enrollment for the middle of November. So around the 15th of November. Um, yeah. I'm relaunching re Sacred Essential Success. And that's where you get the three group abundantry wiring sessions and you get one hour coaching calls every week until the end of the program. So that's that. And I have that every three months. So I'm launching now in November and then I'll be relaunching in February. Mm -hmm. okay. And those spaces go fast because I only take on so 10 women. 10? Oh, okay. Yeah. Girls, the spaces are super limited here, but I love it. I yes. love how it's 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 exclusive even like i think you need to have like a leading list for someone to come in like maybe from yes. right and that's yes, i love that i love that i love that again attention is like on that 10 you know yes then, and okay. the reason why the reason why i make it so small because i just want that intimacy and i know a lot of coaches will say no go big but for me it's not about go it's about quality i really i really want quality over quantity so i, I always pick the people who come into my group programs, I pick them and I really weed them out to make sure that they want to be part of a group 
and they want to thrive as a group and they want to heal collectively as a group. That's very important to me. So that's the reason why I keep it small. Yeah, it's so good. So you're not, you are you're accepting everyone, but you have your own qualification process of course. that you like handpick people. Like this is what I want to work with. And this is maybe, you're yep. not, you know, and maybe I can send you to another coach and that, that would be, you know, good for exactly. you. Exactly. And I do a lot of that. I do a lot. I do a lot of referring to other coaches. Like when people come to me saying their marketing is a bit all over the place, I'm like, okay, I'm not for you. I know someone who's really good at that. Someone comes to me about, you know, strategy and like Facebook and stuff. I'm okay, go with that person. I'm not the one. So I'm always referring people. And that's why I just don't take everyone on because I want to make sure that I have the right clients around me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, on your end, you said that you're successful already. So what kind of problems you're experiencing right now that you're helping solve besides, you know, the burnout and all that? Mm. So maybe like one of the main things that's come up recently for my clients is their relationships. Mm -hmm. So maybe you've, maybe you've recently gone through a breakup and you feel like it's affecting your business or you're in a marriage or in a relationship, which is drying out you're going through a dry spell maybe the sex isn't great you know you have an orgasm for a while you're thinking what's wrong with me is it because I'm fat is it because it doesn't like me anymore you, know, you have all these issues in your relationship that really affects your business and another thing with the health I work with a lot of women who've had infertility issues who had like painful periods painful menstrual cycles um, like um, maybe you're exhausted all the time you don't you've got insomnia anxiety so those are the kind of women I work with. And the main thing is that right now you have money, but you're not feeling fulfilled. Like you're thinking like, I thought making money is going to make me happy, but I don't have the man. I don't, my health is not great. And I don't have the life that really reflects the money, money I have. So I come along and I help you rewire the beliefs that you created in your mind when you were a child so that you can go and enjoy your money, like spend your money, feel good spending your money and, mm -hmm. you know, and like hire a team member, hire a VA, hire people around you so your business can run without you. So you can go on holiday and not be on your phone 24-7 trying to figure out like, who do, who do I reply to? Like, there's so many people messaging me, like you leave that to your VA so that you can go and, you know, get naked on the beach drink your like pina colada and have a great time like that's the whole point that's why you built this business so that's basically the obstacle that most of my clients are going through mm -hmm. yeah that's that's very specific as well and I think right yeah a lot of women are guilty of that just like you said like operating from the smell energy and like not mm. being able to tap into their powers and like not feel just feel good about spending time you know not working I think that's a huge thing um okay well thanks so much I think uh let's wrap Love up you so much. Like, thank I you so much fun honestly like, I learned so much and thank and, you so um, much yeah I would love love what you do and I like, I'm here to support as well uh the movement and 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 like if you need clients to your way like it, honestly like I'm gonna be like your walking advocate from now on <laughs> oh girl I love you I can't you, say you thank got you so like much. a friend like, for life <laughs> I love it I love it and you know what I just want to say thank you so much for like reaching out to me I feel so honored to like have had this conversation with you like you really tapped into some parts of me that I really forgot like you just asked me certain questions and it reignited the passion that I have for this, for this stuff that I do. So thank you so much for that. Like I deeply, deeply appreciate it.